everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the conversation. I'm so glad you're here. And today my special guest is Dr. Barbara. She's a licensed psychologist and we sit down to talk about all things wholeness in women. She uses faith plus therapy methods, and she has seen so many women transform their baggage into a badge of honor. She safely guides women through the ashes and watches them emerge to embrace their passion and live their fullest lives, overflowing with hope and purpose. She has personally walked through those ashes herself, and she's seen what's possible. So she knows that we can carry our whole story into the present and use it to be powerfully transformed by God. She's also the founder, the director of the World Women's Wholeness Summit. And you can find out more about it at 3wsummit.com. This is a move of God that is going to address every wholeness and purpose need for women at this critical time in history because guys, we need to be walking in wholeness so that we can fulfill the assignment that God has for us. This is going to take place virtually March 5th through 7th this year. So if you're listening in real time, you can still join us 3wsummit.com. There are also going to be a couple of live options for you. So you can read all about that and make sure that you sign up and join us. This is going to be a powerful event for your wholeness, your breakthrough to receive a word from the Lord. I'm speaking. I'm one of 80 dynamic speakers. I'm so honored and you will not want to miss it. So join us there and let's get ready to hear from Dr. Barbara. Welcome, Dr. Barbara. I'm so honored that you're here. I am so excited to be here. You know, there are certain people that the Lord highlights for you where the, where the Lord is like, keep an eye on this one, or, mm. you know, this one is a just real special gift for you this year. And I feel like you were one of those special 2020 gifts Aww. for me. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited about what God is doing in your life, through your life, your ministry. And I feel, yeah, I feel drawn to this connection and I'm so excited. One of the big things that I started doing last year with my husband, Pastor Tim, is we, the Lord called us to put on a world summit. We're like, Lord, a world summit, because I just started really speaking or doing a podcast two years ago. Before that, I've just been a psychologist with my mm -hmm. brick and mortar practice. I have a staff of about 15 and I just mostly did local things and God began to call me to minister to women and to her women and to the women's traumas and, and to begin to teach. And so uh, Charisma asked me to do a podcast and, and that started things. I, be, I did the podcast. I began to do speaking and write courses. I have the Hearts Returning Home course and the World Women's Wholeness Summit. We're doing our second one this year. Last year, we were able to reach a quarter of a million women. This year, I'm totally believing for at least 10 times that many <laughs> because she who wins souls is wise. Mm. And we are wanting to win the lost parts of women's hearts and lost women. And this is a mission from the Lord God Almighty. And I could not be more full of excitement and just hunger and thirst to see what God is doing to launch women into divine assignment with aligning with the divine assignment. Oh, 
I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm so honored to be a part of the summit. I'll put that on my show notes, World Women's Wholeness Summit uh-huh. 2021 to be in March. And I had the joy of being with you in Charlotte. We were kind of vision casting and hearing your heart. Have you always felt like this was part of your kingdom assignment to see women aligning in their purpose, being whole in who God has called them to be? Or is this developed in the last few years? It's really developed in the last few years. But when we go back in my life, I would love to give you the Cliff Notes version of my story, if that's okay. Absolutely. We'd love to hear it because it makes sense that God would call me to this. I grew up with uh, two parents that maybe in some ways tried their best, but they had grown up in uh, alcoholism, drugs, domestic violence, Mm -hmm. and sex abuse. They repeated the cycle in different ways. And I grew up with a lot of rejection, a lot of abandonment, a lot of violence. Um, My mom would do things like uh, drag me by my hair out into the uh, outside of the apartment and lock me out until she passed out. I couldn't get back in. So these, these kinds of things happened in my life quite regularly. And so you can imagine, I felt so empty. I felt like I didn't belong anywhere. I, I was completely without God. I developed eating disorders. I developed my own substance issues. In fact, I got high a lot with my own father who I la- who I found out wasn't my father. And then I was like, well, why are we sleeping in the same bed? So there's just a lot of confusion. Who am I? And, and I, I, when I say I didn't know how to people, I, I really, it was like, I was feral. I, I really, I didn't know how to do small talk. I didn't know how to uh, balance a checkbook. I didn't know how I was just very unparented. My parents just got so more and more lost as they gave themselves to their own addictions. And I think they started off really trying to give it the honest try. They just got so far off. And, uh, and so I became a Christian at 19, but I was hurting so much. Mm-hmm. Angela, I would literally white knuckle it between like Christian meetings and I would go to 12 step groups. It, it hurt. It hurt to stay. It hurt to stay in a job. I wanted to run from myself. It, it hurt so much to be in my skin so much of the time. But the Lord slowly began to heal me and began to bring wholeness. Mm -hmm. And uh, he ultimately called me to be a psychologist. And that was a slow process. But I thought I was stupid because I almost didn't graduate from high school. Mm -hmm. In fact, I was homeless for a big part of my senior year because neither one of my parents wanted me. And so I didn't go to school that much. Well, I ended up being valedictorian of a major university here at North Carolina State University. And then uh, went on. Now I married, I married poorly and mm. I married someone who didn't love me. I repeated the pattern mm. and I did that twice actually, but God gave me kids. I went to school. I began to learn. I began to grow and, mm. and I went through some hard things. I, my dad died by suicide. I, mm. I had a full term stillborn, but God was in it all and through it all. And I was having quiet times every day. And I'm not saying dad, I'm not saying God brought those hard things, but God used them all. He worked, right. I know what it is to have God work mm-hmm. all things, all past, present, future, mm-hmm. all things for good. He's able to go back in time. He's able, he's outside of time mm-hmm. and he is able to give me that love and connection and security I didn't have growing up. Mm. 
What a powerful story. And, and I know you, I've been around you. So if you didn't know that about you, like, you know, I'm thinking of the three Hebrew children who were in the fire and it said they came out of the fire and their hair didn't even smell like smoke. Mm-hmm. That's being around you. Like you're not someone who wears the trauma that you've been through, but it yeah. just shows how much God has revolutionized and transformed your life. So for someone who's walking through those kind of difficult seasons, that's even just one of, of the seasons that you shared, what are maybe one or two keys that you said, this is what got me to the next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm even curious how you came to the Lord at 19 mm-hmm. and then the decision you made to be a, a psychiatrist. I feel like those are there's probably a couple of critical keys that took place. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear just a little bit more about that. Well, one of the keys, I can get to uh, how I got saved in a sec, but one of the keys was, is uh, deciding to be better rather than bitter, mm-hmm. really deciding in every place, okay, this is happening. My husband is leaving me. I have two little babies, literally. I, he has checked out. I'm going to have to sell this house. I'm going to have to have a yard sale with my baby clothes. I'm going to have to find a place to live. I, I'm even going to have to find a different church. My church has been like my family, but they're not doing divorce well. Okay, God, you, and I'm not saying I felt this strong. I'm not saying I felt like this when I was doing it, Yeah. but I, but I just determined to be better rather than bitter to, uh, to forgive. And one of the things I did early in my Christian walk was I did one of those old school 12 step, uh, fourth and fifth step where you go through all your resentments and your fears yeah. and, and you inventory them and you confess them to God and you look at your part under everything. Like even if it's a theme of, well, I keep expecting rejection and that's the part I'm responsible for now. And that helped me a lot. Yeah. You know, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing if I was bitter towards my mom, my dad, my, mm-hmm. my, my ex-husbands, you know, I, friends who've hurt me. And realizing that no matter like we're all a billion miles away from Jesus and through Jesus that there's no gap. That's true. But if, but if you jump five feet and I jump six, who cares? Right. Let's remember where I came from. Mm. Wow. (laughs) And I try to remember that too. When, when other people are, are kind of kicking up the dust in my life, it's like no one created drama. Like I created drama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. In fact, someone hurt me pretty badly recently. uh, And in the middle of it, and I was very emotional. It was someone I was close to, and I was very emotional in the middle of it. In the middle of it, the Holy Spirit reminded me of a time when I was not in my right mind in the way I was acting because I had been triggered so much in abandonment. Mm. And what I really wanted was the person I was with to cover that. Hmm. cover that time where I felt so weak rather than um, expose me, which is what the, the, the person did. This was a, a long time ago. And the Holy Spirit reminded me hmm. and he said, I want you to cover this. Wow. So uh, forgiveness, remembering how much I'm forgiven. Another big key is having daily time with God. There is, there aren't that many days where I haven't spent time with the Lord, spent time in his word, spent time in prayer. Even like when I was a young mom in the cracks of the day, or, uh, I mean, don't do this. And now you can just listen to it. But I mean, I've even driven trying to read the scripture. Do not do that. (laughs) 
because now you can listen to it. I was this about is to before say, now phones. Now there's an app for that. <laughs> now there's an app for that. Um, but just, I love to listen. Just the hunger, you know, for the word of God and, mm. and to continue to know, to remember everything he's done for me. So there always can be a fresh start mm. to remember that he took me from the back alley of the back alley. And he, you know, I mean, my, my family was entrenched and parts of it in mafia stuff, even, I mean, it was bad and he took me and he, he wanted me mm. and he made things better one by one mm. things. Even when I messed up, he then came and he taught me about his grace and he said, no one's held on to you like I hold on to you, wow. but I'm holding on to you so much more than you're holding on to me. And mm. no one had done that before for me. Hmm. Do you think when no one has, do you think it's harder than for us to really embrace the love of God or did it make it easier because it had been, it had not been something you experienced? And mm -hmm. what do you find with women that you work with? Mm -hmm. I'm sure their background, their context has mm -hmm. a lot to do with that. And as a Bible teacher, I want women to be grounded in the word, mm -hmm. but we all know we have these strongholds, stumbling blocks, false beliefs, thought patterns that even keep the word from penetrating the way it should. But when the love of God can permeate it, then the word can saturate. But I'm just curious what you have found was that, did that make it easier or more difficult mm -hmm. because of your, of your past? I would say yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> kind of both. because here's what I, here's what I teach people. Are you in, are you a misfit or an outcast? And probably most of us actually identify with that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we don't want to, but most of us feel like a misfit and an outcast. Mm -hmm. well, come on, y'all. We want to use that because it's that hunger for love, that hunger for belonging that can take us so deep and so far in the Lord that you know, the, I say, if your well is empty, let it, let all that hunger all that thirst, all that parch. You know, when Jacob went out um, from the place, when he first was running away from Esau, for those of you that remember the story, it's around Genesis 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. He's running away from his brother because he's cheated his brother. Mm -hmm. and, he, and it says he went from uh, a place that's called the seven wells to a place whose meaning is parched. And then he, then he went to the house of God, Bethel, and he had this vision with the Lord where the Lord called him. Well, that parched place hmm. is the place from which we go to the house of God. That's and good. so I, I think the dryness can be a gift. Hmm. The hunger, the desperation hmm. can be a gift. You know, I look at, at, uh, at some of our, our moms in the faith, like uh, Joyce Meyer. Yeah. who was so hungry, yeah. but it kept her coming back, kept her coming back, mm. you know? And, and so I think it can be a benefit. Now, if it's okay with you, I can also share what a way to deal with where it's a block. Oh, I would love that. Absolutely. So I have a skill that I call self-momming or self-parenting where I take a whole bunch of clinical skills and boil it down to something simple. Uh, and uh, with that, I take people and I... Let's say that we, I have a trigger, uh, or let's say I have a block with God. Let's say I'm comfortable with God, the son and God, the Holy spirit. But let's say 
I have an oogie feeling with God the Father. Mm -hmm. All right, come on, we're just being honest. This is honest. So I'm not saying that any of us should have an oogie feeling with God, with God the Father, but I'm telling you, people do. And so like this might be a clinical issue, right? Because maybe someone's father had hurt them or, or abused them. Okay, so uh, and so we describe maybe that feeling. What does that feel like in your body? And we'll kind of detach it from the narrative of God mm-hmm. and we'll we'll kind of get in touch with it, what it feels like in our bodies because we have to get in, t- in touch with our body because that's where we feel emotion and sensation. That's how we know we have that oogie feeling. Hmm. And then we'll scroll back on that oogie feeling and we'll say, and I'll say, tell me when you remember feeling that oogie feeling uh, uh, earliest or most salient. And then we, we land on, let's say uh, we, now I wouldn't hit, I wouldn't go after the, the biggest trauma. You start out with the smaller ones and sure. work your way in, but let's say we hit on um, one night my dad was drunk and um, he cussed me out, let's say. Um, and, and so we go in there and we can, we can do a couple things. We, first of all, we're now grown ups, mm-hmm. And so we have adult parts of self that are very nurturing because it's rare to meet a woman who doesn't know how to nurture in some of her relationships. And so we, we take that nurturing part of self and we, we, we use that nurturing part of self and we talk to that part of self from that nurturing, from in a nurturing way. And hopefully people, you know, I I see a mixture of people, but if people are Christians, we want to bring the part of the Godhead in that they're most comfortable with Hmm. because if we're honest, I know I'm talking weird and people don't normally think about this, but I've almost, almost most of my clients, especially who've been through trauma, have comfort with some parts of the Godhead over others. Why? Yeah. It's related to some of our experiences. Holy Spirit's a little bit more maternal. Jesus a little bit more like friend. So if someone's been bullied sometimes, like, you know, or not had siblings and then father right? Mm-hmm. So let's say we bring in the Holy Spirit. Let's say this person or Jesus, a lot of people are, well, I've met, I've met all kinds really. So let's say that they're comfortable with Jesus. So we bring Jesus in and we let Jesus also minister to that part. So here we're bringing two resources into a part of self to be with a part of self in the middle of an old memory. We mm-hmm. have Jesus there. We have my, my most nurturing part of self that I can access uh, you know, my psychologist part of self is a fantastic nurturer. Right? <laughs> so we bring these parts in and we spend time with that little one. And, and, and then we, I let, I encourage people to use their imagination. What might your little one want to do with Jesus? Hmm. Is your little one. Okay. What if Jesus would take your little one out of that room and say, I'm going to, I'm going to help your dad. What your dad did was wrong. Hmm. And I'm going to send angels to help him. And I'm, because that's what Jesus does. And so sometimes Jesus is rescuing us now about what happened then. Does that make sense? Absolutely. He's ministering right now, his heart into that memory. And so I do work like that and, and have done that work with myself as well. I love it. And that's the wholeness approach. And I, I'm thinking too, I, I know what a connector you are. So you're not, you're not insecure. You're not threatened by other women, by their success. You want to see women connected. Mm -hmm. And I've seen, as we are talking about how we 
uh, not recreating a narrative. You're talking about re redeeming mm -hmm. the, the situations where the enemy came in with lies so that the word of God can really penetrate and permeate and saturate our hearts. Mm -hmm. But part of that narrative that the world is feeding us is this competition, this mm -hmm. insecurity, this this comparison trap. Mm -hmm. And and I would love to know in the process of all that you've learned um, as you coach others, what is a key that has helped you to not get in stuck in that comparison and, and to help free other women from that? Because I, mm -hmm. I absolutely love that about you. Mm. I remember I used to feel like God, a fear that God was holding me back. I, I, for many years, I had this fear of being trapped mm. that was pretty pervasive, I think, because I was in situations where I felt trapped. And, uh, and I think it's really meeting with the father, staring at his eyes and pursuing my own dreams. Mm. I think a lot of times women are not going after the dreams that are in their heart. That's good. But starting about nine, 10 years ago, I developed my practice. Then I've developed this ministry and my husband and I have five businesses and a nonprofit, you mm. know, and, 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 uh, and, and so it's so exciting to see how God will use us and build us. But I also do things like drive in the car. This might sound kind of silly, but I know the Holy Spirit does not need a physical place, but I'll even, like if I'm in my car by myself, I'll move my purse out of the seat just symbolically to say, I want you to drive with me and I just want to spend time with you. And I just want to be with you. Hmm. And as I receive his love and talk with him and fellowship with him hmm. and, and, and learn to live the Romans eight says the mature are led by the, in the passion translation, the mature are led by the impulses of God. Hmm. And I, I, I've learned both from my, you know, what taught me to not, <laughs> you know, what taught me that no one can take away what God has for me is graduate school. Hmm. Clinical graduate school is not always easy. Sometimes it can feel like they're beating you down before they're letting you be built up. Sure. And, and, and God, no, somewhere along the way, I've just learned, I've learned to trust the unction of the Holy Spirit. I've learned to trust the, the loving eyes of my father. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that no person can take away what God has for me. Mm. And, and, and like the older brother, everything that he has mm. is mine. That's so good. Yeah. And when I, when we lock arms together, we're doing those greater works that he said, when I go to the father, you're going to do greater works because mm. I go to the father. The only reason that doesn't even make sense other than it's the power of more than one. That's right. That's right. And I think too, there's a contentment piece in that when we're content with what God has entrusted to us and mm -hmm. stewarding that well, then I don't need to walk in someone else's anointing. I'm not Dr. Barbara. Mm -hmm. I'm not Chris Kane. I'm not Beth Moore. We have to be who God has uniquely called us to be. And when we're grounded in that, then there's, then we can respond, like you said, to the impulses of God. I think our own insecurities or or discontent places, disappointments, that actually gets in the way of us hearing and responding to the impulses of God. You know, I shared on your podcast on, on your five, uh, live at five that 
I nearly lost my life a couple of times. And in 2001, after I nearly hemorrhaged to death, I said to the Lord, kind of in anger and bitterness, I don't ever want to feel that desperate again. Mm -hmm. And he said to me audibly, Angela, that's how I want you to always feel that, that desperate for me mm -hmm. and that dependent on me. But you know, that's a very vulnerable place, Dr. Barbara, to, to live is in that in that place of kind of raw vulnerability to say, God, I am completely dependent and desperate mm -hmm. for you. But that's when we let go of these trappings, right? Of insecurity and competition. And, and we feel secure and grounded in his love and his peace. I, I'm sure you found that to be true in your, in your own life. You know, as God made me more whole, I began to be a little alarmed because I was so used to, I know it sounds weird, but I was so used to relating to him and having so much intimacy with him out of my insecurities. Hmm. And, uh, and then God shifted me more into ministry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just a, a couple months ago, I said to the Lord, Father, I felt really anxious in that scenario. Mm -hmm. I felt, I feel like I'm over my head. And he said, yes. And I'm going to continue to keep you over, over your head mm. because you've asked me for intimacy with me. Mm. You've asked me for that. And so like Jacob, I'm going to keep you with a broken hip so that you're that lamb wrapped around me so that your face, your ear is right next to my mouth, because wow. that's what you've asked me for. Wow. And so, yes, uh, we need to go much deeper and farther than what we ever would have imagined. And it is scary, but then we have this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you're saying that I, I've always seen, or at least as God has transformed and worked in my heart, renewed my mind, the connection between intimacy and obedience. Mm -hmm. I don't, and, and even for Jacob, there was that critical moment of obedience, you know, that he finally had to surrender and say, okay, God, it's your way. I don't know that we can have that level of intimacy without obedience. And the flip side of that is our obedience produces greater intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't we want to say yes, right? Yes. Why wouldn't we want to be walking in his complete will for our life. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about wholeness. I know that's mm -hmm. such a theme of your heart and a theme of your ministry and, and a primary way you're making your life matter for the kingdom is the way that you are, are seeing women aligned into their purpose and mm -hmm. called into wholeness. So tell me about your heart for the wholeness summit and what is your prayer for women that are going to experience it this year. I'm going to be with you live in Raleigh, but I know there'll be women all over the world. I can't wait, but women all over the world watching. What, what are you believing and, and sensing in your heart that God's going to do through this? Um, I want to talk real quick about the, the, the path to wholeness as I see it. And then I'll talk about the summit. I'll be brief. But in my Hearts Returning Home journey, we, I take people through a series of courses with coaching and support and prayer groups and Bible studies and uh, teachings, and I take them through stability, stability of heart, mind, soul, will, body, behaviors, relationships, boundaries. And then we go to rewrite and we let God rewrite your story. And we do some of the stuff I've talked about here and a lot more. Then we go to restore and we let God really restore the really hard places. Uh, uh, we uh, discharge some of the, the, uh, the traumas and stuff. Mm. And then we go to launch. We identify what your life purpose is mm. and we launch into that. And then we go into relate and we learn to relate out of a whole heart. 
And then we go to lead and we learn to lead out of a whole heart. And that's really my heart for women in general is that it's time to align with wholeness and with assignment. And those things are related. Absolutely. It's hard to do our assignment outside of wholeness. You know, when I look at Jacob, uh, the story of Jacob, he had two visitations. The first one was the, the call to discipleship. And all he had to do was put a stone under his head. And he was, he was in a, he was in disobedience and he, mm. he had the call, but his second visitation, the one that broke his hip was the call to the destiny call, That's the good. forever life change. And he had to learn to hold on to God. And I'm calling women to hold on hold on like never before because women are about to launch a great revival in this world. And I know men are going to be part of it, but I really truly believe the Lord has said, I will not do this apart from women snapping into their position. There's something that women are being called to be fire starters, whether it be praying, whether it be sharing, there's something that God is doing. And so I'm, I'm saying boldly, my call is to call the women of the world into alignment with wholeness and assignment and revival and be, be rabid fire, fire starters, super kingdom spreaders. Mm, I love it. Kingdom spreaders. I love it. We've heard about super spreaders, but this is a different <laughs> kind of spreading. This is a kingdom yes. spreading in Jesus name. Yes. And to walk in that wholeness. I love that distinction you made. I I haven't thought that through before, but there's a disciple phase that he was in. Mm -hmm. And you're right. We can even be called. Mm -hmm. Still not be fully walking out our calling, but but God wanted more and had more for him. Mm -hmm. And that's that desperation. That's that. What was that next level? You said disciple and then destiny. I think it's that destiny. And that's where his name was changed. That's where whole nation was birthed. Actually as Christians, we're grafted into Israel. So a whole nation, you know, you know, when we, when we worship, when we learn to hold on to God and worship that the the heavens thin, and I like to think about a woman's membranes thinning, that's when birth happens. That's it. That's when birth happens. That's it. And I've, you know, been a worship leader, worship pastor most of my life. And there is something so supernatural that takes place in worship. It's all these things we've talked about, obedience, surrender, vulnerability, you know, grabbing a hold of God, uh, just letting his love wash over us. If we would stay in those attitudes of worship and say, God, even if it means you, you wrenching my hip, you, you know, walking alongside of me as I walk through this experience. I know that destiny is on the other side of it. Why would we want to stop just in the disciple mm-hmm. phase and not arrive? My husband preached yesterday at church about uh, the, the father of Abraham who settled for less than God's full destiny for him. Yes. So many women. And, and the place where he settled, when you look at the Hebrew, it's called crossroads. Wow. He settled at a crossroad. At a crossroad. And, you know, and we're, we're at a crossroads right now. We really are. And, and God has used women all throughout scripture, all throughout history. So we're just, the, for such a time of this moment, how does he want to use us? It's not an if, it's just a how does he want to yeah. use us? And what do I need to do? What part of me needs to get in greater alignment so that I can be? fully used in the complete destiny of what he wants to do through me. So I'm just yeah. so honored to kind of run alongside 
and, and just, you know, cheer and champion what God is doing in your life. And, and so I tell us when the wholeness summit is, mm -hmm. and, and I know you have hearts returning home. Can they still be a part of that? Or what else would you like to share? I'm going to have you pray with us in just a moment, but yeah, how can they connect to you and all of these amazing things that you're offering? Yes. Well, I have hearts returning home, uh, the journey, and that's my flagship product. It's actually only a hundred dollars a month, even though okay. we offer touches about five times a week. So it's pretty much, I think it's a steal for everything that we're giving, but um, that is not always open. I also have tribe, which is at drbarbaralow.com forward slash tribe, where you can get the Bible study piece and some of the prayer pieces. And then you're first to know when the course opens. Okay. And the world women's wholeness summit is March 5th, 6th and 7th. We always do it around international women's day, which is March 8th. But that's oh, I love month. that. That's on Monday. So we're doing it the weekend before and uh, you can come in person. That's only open to a hundred people though. And we just opened that up. It's on Eventbrite, but it's also at 3wsummit.com or you can come virtually and it's, it's free to come virtually. You have it free for the whole entire weekend. And if you want to help support it and also get all the great contacts, we've like, we have like 90 speakers, mm -hmm. you know, 80 to 90 speakers. So you, you can get the all access pass and we're selling it for $79. So mm -hmm. it's less than a dollar a video. And we have a couple packages there where you can also for a couple more dollars, get last year's bundle plus our breaking body bondage bundle and different things like that. Go to 3wsummit.com and sign up right now because we want you in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll put all that in the show notes. I mean, there's amazing speakers, men and women. It's just going to mm -hmm. be such a powerhouse igniting, like you said, mm -hmm. fire starting event. It's not just another conference. This is something mm -hmm. rare and unique. And you can, I could already sense it in my time in Charlotte with you that mm -hmm. God's hand is all over this because his mm -hmm. hand is all over your life. It's so obvious. <laughs> it's so evident. And you radiate the love of God, Barbara, <laughs> you really do. And um, so I want to ask you to pray for us and pray yes. for those who maybe are in a season like Jacob, they're longing for their destiny. They, they know it, even like Hebrews 11, it said they didn't even receive everything they promised, but they, they welcomed it from a distance, right? They could see it. And so I even want to pray that women who can't even see their destiny or they've, they've lost sight of it or trauma, something is blocking it, that it would be yeah those blockages would be removed as yes. they're watching and listening to this to know that God is no respecter of persons. He has such a plan and a purpose and a destiny for each one of our lives. It is time to live free yeah. and whole and to step fully into what God has asked us to do. So before you pray, is there anything else you want to share with us? And I'm going to just ask you to pray over, over those that are watching and listening today. I just really want to encourage y'all that your greatest hurts and pains, the places that you want to hide the most often will become your ministry. So mm -hmm. let God into those places, the places that we're, uh, that we're putting under the carpet that we're, we want to deal with the least. Uh, for many of you, not all of you, but for many of you, that is actually the very place that is going to become your ministry. And it's like, you can choose to have it be some kind of weird idol in a way in your life. Not that you're idolizing it. It just, it becomes a breeding ground for sin when we don't deal with it, or you can ha let God use it and turn it into a beautiful place. And there's no one like our master to turn it into a beautiful place. I love that. Any hiding place, shame, barrenness, our past, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, lies of the enemy to come out of those places. We all have hiding places. So let's just name them and move past them and come out into the light 
so that yeah. we can be all that God has called us to be. So thank you, Dr. Barbara. Thank you for what you've spoken. Guys, you've just gotten a little tiny glimpse of all that she offers. So please go to drbarbaralow.com, right? I'm saying that right, drbarbaralow.com. I'll put that in there. And the, the Wholeness Summit, we want you there. You're not going to want to miss it. And uh, thank you, Dr. Barbara. Would you pray over us today? And let's believe yes. we have an agreement that God is going to do something great in those that are listening yes. and watching. Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for each one of these disciples of you. And I do want to say, hey, if you don't know Jesus, mm. you are missing out on the most amazing person who is the Lord and also the ride of your life, truly. And just pray to receive him right now. He died for you. He sacrificed for you. And I know that some of you might feel bitter. You're like, I, I don't know. No, it's time to come back to him or come to him in the first place because he died for you and he is the answer. In Jesus' name, to say, in Jesus' name, I receive you as my Savior. I believe you died on the cross for me, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I give my life to you. And for the rest of you, let's give our life right now afresh. Say, God, I want you to move. I want you to break through deep within so that rivers of living water flow out of me. Lord, say, Lord, I want to flow out of purpose like never before. And I do loose the purpose and flow of God to come up through. Uh, through your belly. I just did a talk that was uh, with uh, someone did a talk with me. We just recorded it, wholeness rising in her belly. And God wants to bring wholeness rising and the call of God rising from your inner person, from your belly. And I call it forth right now. And some of you are just feeling, you're feeling this hunger. You're feeling this hunger for God, this longing, this longing for belonging and a touch from God. And he's doing it right now. That is him. It is time for you to press into him like never before. And I release the spirit of God to keep you and bring you into everything he has for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected. So be sure to visit AngelaDenadio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at AngelaDenadioBOV and Instagram at AngelaDenadio. If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.